Hi there! Welcome to the Healing Unscripted podcast, where we talk about all of the complicated, beautiful, infuriating aspects of healing. I'm Megan, and I am so glad you're here. Hi there! Welcome back to the Healing Unscripted podcast. Uh, So today we're going to talk about why it's so damn hard to ask for help. So I recently reached out to some friends about some really big, overwhelming feelings, and it made me feel so much better. Like, by the end of the night, I was relatively stable, maybe even a little happy. So surely, because this went so well, it's going to be super easy for me to reach out to them again the next time I'm feeling overwhelmed, right? Yeah, no, of course not. It's still going to be an almighty struggle, because of course it will be. So why does this happen? Why do our brains do everything in their power to convince us that we have to suffer in silence? So, as usual, I have a couple of theories. Let's start big picture, like really big picture. Let's talk about the inherent separation between one human body and another. So individual people occupy different bodies, basically. That's unavoidable, except for maybe conjoined twins. I don't really know about that. Okay, anyway, anyway. Uh, (laughs) The main idea here is that it's literally impossible for someone to completely and fully understand your experience. And that really sucks. So I don't know about you, but all I want in the world is for someone to be able to occupy my brain for a day and finally get what goes on in there. Everything I do from this podcast to my poetry to the way that I raise my son is an attempt to cross that uncrossable divide between myself and others. I'm trying so hard to know you and to let you know me. But at the end of the day, neither of our understandings will be perfect. And on some level, we know this. And that makes it really hard to reach out for help, right? Because when part of you knows that the other person is absolutely 100% going to misunderstand you at least a little, part of you thinks, okay, why bother? So that's theory number one. Theory number two, the next layer of issues is a little more zoomed in. It's on the cultural level. So most of my listeners are from the US, Canada, and the UK. So Western countries with Western ideologies of individualism and self-reliance. So these ideas in moderation can be really great, can do a lot of great things. But when taken to their extremes, you get isolation and capitalism, which are, you know, less desirable. I think a big part of our culture relies on this idea that who you are depends on how much you can do without help. Everyone needs help at some point with something, but the more you're able to do independently, the better. The better you are as a human being, basically. You can see this in a really tragic way in how our society treats the disabled community. You know, accommodations are nearly impossible to get in nearly every situation, and our laws that are supposed to protect the disabled are, frankly, um, yeah, hot garbage. So basically, anytime we can't be independent, we have to face all of these ideals that have been ingrained in our subconscious since birth. And that's a lot. So finally, I think trauma and self-worth both play a big role in why we don't reach out. So for trauma, I'll give an example. I grew up receiving very negative reactions to my negative emotions. I was belittled, invalidated, gaslighted, and just straight up bullied. I learned from a young age that it wasn't safe for me to express my emotions, especially sadness, anger, even disappointment was kind of off limits. So now, even though I know better intellectually, that trauma still lives in my body and still makes me 
all kinds of freaked out if I try to ask for help or admit my negative emotions because all of those past experiences just come flooding back. As for self-worth, I mean, if we don't think we're good enough to be helped, then it's very hard to ask for that help. Why ask for something you don't deserve? Doesn't that just make you selfish and even more awful? I mean, the answer is no, of course not, because you do deserve help. You are worth it, but I know that it doesn't always feel that way. Okay, so how do we ask for help anyway, despite all of this mess? I'm going to be really honest with you guys. My strategy so far is to consider reaching out, immediately shoot that idea down because of all of the above reasons, then realize those reasons are dumb, but still be completely unable to shake the feeling that I shouldn't reach out, then decide to reach out anyway, then worry that reaching out would be manipulative somehow, then hit send even though I'm 99% sure this is a terrible idea. So um, that's not great. <laughs> but what are the better options? I'm honestly asking you this time because I'm really not sure. This is how I've always reached out for help. This is how I've always dealt with all of those issues we discussed before, and which is by not dealing with them, basically. So how, how do you guys reach out? What is your process? What do you do? How do you cope with these feelings? I'm super interested to know. You can let me know uh, on Tumblr, at Healing Unscripted. Um, you can email me, Megan, at HealingUnscripted.com. Let me know how you reach out because I would be fascinated to know. I think that slow and steady work to acknowledge and process trauma and self-worth issues can definitely help. Um, I have noticed I've been able to reach out a little bit more since I started doing trauma work and therapy. Um, if you've listened to the podcast before or if you read the Healing Unscripted blog, you know I'm a huge fan of therapy for uh, everyone. <laughs> I think it can help us sort out our shit so that we can exist in the world in a less painful way. So if you're thinking about therapy, I have a couple of new posts specifically about starting therapy and being nervous. So go check those out at healingunscripted.com. Um, I also think distress tolerance skills might be able to help. So when we're freaking out, like we're not able to ask for help, um, I think it, we're in a form of distress, and I think it would be helpful to have those skills to help you tolerate it. So distress tolerance skills help you get through a crisis in the moment, and they typically involve you know, distracting yourself without avoiding the problem. Ah, that's important. Grounding yourself in your surroundings or soothing yourself with something comforting. So personally, I found EFT tapping or emotional freedom technique tapping to be a super effective distress tolerance skill. So I'll have to do a whole other episode on EFT. I think I've said this a couple times. I promise it's coming, um, <laughs> but I'll let you know how that works. But basically, you tap different spots on your body, like on your collarbone or the top of your head, uh, to make you feel more calm and in sync with your body. And I know it sounds a little like, woo, uh, but honestly, it's been amazing for me. So that's, that's pretty much all I've got in terms of distress tolerance skills, besides curling up in a ball and dissociating for hours on end, which I you know, don't recommend because it makes you feel either nothing or sad, both of which kind of suck. Uh, so what are your distress tolerance skills? Feel free to reach out to me. Again, I'll put all my contact info in the show notes so you can find it there, but uh, Tumblr at Healing Unscripted or email uh, at Megan at HealingUnscripted.com. So let me know about distress tolerance skills. Let me know about how you ask for help, all of that stuff. 
So I think that's all I've got for this episode. Um, though, of course, we'll be doing the guided meditation at the end. But before that, I have two really quick announcements. So as always, thank you so much for listening. I love seeing that there are viewers out there getting something out of this little podcast that I love so much. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify uh, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, because that will mean more people can find it and get all of the validation and the feels that you're getting right now. So second, I just wanted to let you know about an upcoming blog post that I think most of you are going to be really excited about. So it's actually comparing two mental health subscription boxes, Therabox and Feeling Fab. So both are affordable. They're like $25 a month and both offer a ton of really cool goodies that I'm really excited to get my hands on. So I'm hoping they're going to be arriving mid-January, which means the blog post should go up early February. So, you know, keep your eyes peeled. Alrighty, so without further ado, let's take some time to reflect and heal together. Let's start by taking a nice deep breath in, feeling your lungs expand their full capacity. Then release that breath as slowly as you can. Feel your heart rate slow and your diaphragm collapse. Take another deep breath in and slowly release. Part of you think you shouldn't have to do these breathing exercises, shouldn't need the help that they provide. Does part of you want to skip this meditation because you really don't need to meditate or reflect because you have too much stuff you need to be doing? Does part of you believe that you are unworthy of two minutes of peace? If so, it's okay. Me too, friend. But we are worthy of two minutes of peace. We are worthy of deep breaths and friendship and connection and love. Not because we are so productive, not because we're inherently better than others, but because we're a person, period. Take another deep breath in and feel the air move through your body. Feel the energy fill you. Feel alive. It can be scary to feel alive but it's also exhilarating, realizing that you are a living, breathing being worthy of just as much love, attention, and help as anyone else. Why are you resisting this truth? Why does part of you continue to disconnect, to disbelieve, to distrust? What is that part of you protecting? Imagine a mother hawk perched on the edge of her nest Wings spread wide, beak gaping as she lets out a truly feral call. A warning to back off. Behind her are her tiny little hawklets, children. She will protect them with her life. Nothing is more precious to her than those babies. That part of you that is resisting, resisting the need for help and togetherness, it's just like the mother hawk. You are trying to protect your vulnerability, your inner child. You're just trying to stay safe. I don't blame you for that. And I am not here to threaten that inner child. I'm here to hold their hand, to wipe their tears, to love them. It's okay if you don't believe me at first, because I'm not going anywhere. Your worth is not going anywhere. It's okay if it takes some time for you to see it and truly believe it. 
it's okay if that mother hawk stays on red alert for a little while longer while you get used to the idea that you matter. But eventually, her wings must come down and she must let the love in. Because even though those babies deserve protection, they also deserve love, warmth, attention. Eventually, you have to let down your guard and actually tend to that inner child instead of only protecting them. And it's okay if you will need help to do that. It's okay if you have to ask for that help. It's okay if it's hard. It will be hard. That's just human. Peace be with you.